Gore Guys, episode 24. This is Davis. And Scott. What's going on, Scott? Nothing much, man. How you doing? Uh, good. I was uh, out of town last week, as we know. I got a massage. It's probably the third one I've gotten in my life. Uh, some weird shit happened, though. Um, Happy ending? Uh, no, I wish. <laughs> was she was real good at uh, feet and hands, this this one, oh. and uh, and the back of my neck. And while she was massaging my feet, I was whatever I was thinking about, I don't remember what it was, but I daydream, got a good imagination. Instantly, when she touched something on my feet, everything I was thinking about turned to cartoons, which I thought was pretty fucking weird. <laughs> and that she's some kind of magician, so that, that's, that's, it was a fun time. That, that's, that's really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my wife told me, too, when we came out of there. So those uh, other laughs you hear with us today, we've got Andres joining us and Vinny joining us. And as well, we've got Dave Landau with us this weekend. Yes, how you doing? Good, good. Welcome to the show. How was your, uh, how was your weekend? What did you think of the shows? I loved them. They were good. I went to a massage place. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see cartoons? I just started seeing cartoons, yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a Makes broken sense. Asian cartoon that was jacking me off. <laughs> I just can't do that because I've seen too many documentaries where they like sleep in, like on the massage tables and stuff. Yes. I'm like, well, I shouldn't do it because I'm married. But <laughs> I, mean, I also just feel bad that they came here in a box and will never get a green card. I they have a massage place at the mall and when I walk by I at the mall super uncomfortable yeah. really it's out at West Roads there's it's just glass it's windows. In the, you can watch them massage people and it just they're clothed obviously but it just makes me super uncomfortable hey. like they don't even oh, okay. like, try to block it off so you can't see like it's just it's fucking weird I so thought I, you meant like a rub and tug next to lids <laughs> yeah. it I mean it's be, kind of that uncomfortable it, though it, it is it would be that awesome too so you're telling me I can walk through the mall and just Watch people getting massage. You can stand outside of their store, look right through the glass windows, and stare at them. Because I did that. So do they have to do that? Yeah, just like a T-Rex in Jurassic Park, just stare in the window. <laughs> Who is this guy? They'll go away. Just be quiet. I'm in public out here. <laughs> and when they go in the back room, that's when you're like, oh. Well, that's where they do that at. Yeah. He'll leave when he finishes. Yeah. <laughs> they give you a gift card to Sabaro. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of those, though. That's what I've noticed in New York. Like, everything's gone out of business except those. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, well, and construction. So it's like the Italian mafia, the Asian mafia, they're all good. <laughs> and then every other business is just dead. Fucked. Yep. Yeah, that's sad, man. I see pictures of New York. Like, I, I used to go there a lot as a teenager and as a young adult. Just, it looks so different now. Like, the landscape looks so different. We've played so many videos on our show of uh, bums having sex <laughs> where it's <laughs> or homeless people for the PC. Um, but anytime I go to the train, there's always somebody blowing somebody. But we had this one video of one guy's blowing another guy and the dude's kind of just standing like Superman while one guy's sitting on a bench, just like one of those birds that hits water. <laughs> and neither one of them looked like they were enjoying it. That was the weird part. You're like, who owes who money? Like yeah. you both look upset, but it's middle of the day. It's like four 4 p.m. There's kids walking by. Oh, so it wasn't even <laughs> like it was secluded. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, last week, no, two weeks ago, it was a guy wearing an eight ball jacket like Putty on Seinfeld, and he was getting his <laughs> ass eaten by another guy. And brought just out. In right the out in the I, subway. Yeah. I think I might have seen that video. Yeah, because they, the, all of a sudden, my, my friend, I believe my friend took that video, but he's the one that had it. <laughs> but when the train comes up, they just put their masks on like that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing one like that where maybe it's the same one where someone's like, oh, he's eating that dude's ass. Like, like whoever's recording it like is narrating what's going on. Yeah, like, yeah. You couldn't tell that was happening. Yeah. So it's, oh. a, it's straight up apocalypto out there. It the is. York, dude. Well, they caught the guy because like a week later he was beating the shit out of like his three kids in the on the same bench. Oh, geez. <laughs> and he was recognized by his Jesus. eight ball jacket and he's just punching these kids and it's like well that's the ass guy he's also a fucking abusive father <laughs> and then they arrested him and let him ride out because that's what they do now in new york you don't have to have bail nope, so yeah. it's like yeah just go <laughs> really that's yeah crazy that's so crazy so uh we like to ask people questions. why comedy why did you get into comedy um no other options <laughs> no i always uh i always love comedy <clears throat> it was something i always enjoyed since i was a kid like my dad was uh big into carlin uh big into dangerfield eddie murphy all that stuff so i grew up on it and then i grew up on snl which i loved watching like i'd watch with my dad it was like a bonding thing almost 
And when I was in high school, I was a bad fuck up because my dad got really sick and like it was like a long thing. But I I went to high school for five years. I was on drugs and all this. And one of my teachers and my dad had both recommended going to Second City, which had opened in Detroit, like Keegan Michael Keys out of there, the Detroit one. And there's a bunch of people, Sam uh, Richardson, Tim. Uh, God, I can't remember his last name. He's got a great show on Netflix, though, and I used to do improv with him. And it's uh, so I decided I'd go to Second City, and I started doing improv, and I loved it. But I kind of wanted to try stand-up, so after two years, I just started doing stand-up comedy, and I, I loved that even more. And it actually paid. Yeah. And it was fun, so I ended up, yeah, just doing stand-up comedy, and within a year, I was making you know more money than I ever had doing anything else. So it, awesome. it just sort of played out. So were you, uh, I know you've been sober, but was it prior to comedy or was it after you started comedy? It was after you? I started comedy. I was 27. Yeah, I got a, a fourth DUI and uh, it was my only arrest as an adult though. So when I went to court, they pulled up this new thing called like uh, Amanda's Law because some like seven-year-old bitch died. <laughs> and, <laughs> and kidding of course uh, but they were allowed to look into your juvie record oh, so the shit. judge pulls up 11 other arrests and six convictions oh. and he was like he starts reading them off and I'm like well I'm fucked yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah he threw the book at me I, I did uh, I went to jail very briefly though but I ended up having a uh, ankle monitor on that would monitor my alcohol intake oh, and then I had my license suspended for half a year until I got it back but I had to get a blow starter in my car so I had a blow starter and an ankle monitor I had to piss I had to go to a meeting every day like all kinds of stuff Holy wow shit. so like, yeah the ankle monitor monitored your alcohol intake yep. also yes holy yeah. shit so I never even heard of that yeah, yeah yeah they're called alcohol scrams and I would have to go to anywhere they're like you have to download this from somewhere now this is not 2009 so I would be at like a bar and be like, hey, can you unplug your ATM machine for a minute while I plug this in if I was performing? <laughs> so there'd be like people shooting pool around while I had my scram bracelet, you know? If people got too close to me with booze, I'm like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but if that spills on me, I'm going to prison. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that shit, it, it pulls it right off your skin. So yeah. like anything. Like yeah. they even tell you, did they tell you there's certain things you have to avoid like that have alcohol in it. Yeah, everything. Like mouthwashes and deodorant. stuff like that. Yeah. I had to use that Tom's Hippie stuff. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like <laughs> salt or something. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really work. But yeah, if there's any amount of alcohol, they took that off. I was actually here because I, I had the, the breathalyzer in my car, I think for like a year and a half. And I was featuring for Tommy John again. And I had used mouthwash, not even thinking. And I went downstairs and I blew into my car and it registered as if I was like, it was like 0.3. It was like legally dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I called him and I'm like, if I don't, if I don't blow in this correctly, it's going to shut down and I'm going to be stuck here in this comedy condo. So he ran from the hotel all the way there. And the thing was beeping like a, at the end of a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like 10, <laughs> 9. And Tommy grabbed it and just blew into it and it hit all zeros. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my uh, my little brother had one of those, and I had to drive his truck. Uh, he couldn't do it, and so I was moving something for my mom, and I was driving his truck. And in the middle of the drive, he didn't inform me that it just asked you to blow in the middle of the drive, and I didn't know how to use it. Yeah, and so he got a ding on it because I fucked it up it, while I was driving. It shut down the car. I had to get picked up and everything because his shit. He he didn't tell me the process, and I, right. it started beeping at me like you were saying. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And yeah. then the car shut down while I'm driving it because it's as dangerous as drinking and driving. Yeah. You're yeah. not blown to this yes. while driving. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. So to say my buddy had one in his car, and his was one of the newer ones where not only do you have to blow, but it's got a camera in there. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. make sure that it's the right person blowing it. Like back in the day, it was just you blew in it, and that was it. But now they. Yep. Uh, they pay attention. <laughs> yeah, it's really because that's what people say is like, well, well, can't you just have somebody sober blowing it? And it's like, yeah, but why would you? Wouldn't they just drive? I right. mean, <laughs> hey, look, man, I really want to drink and drive. Just yeah. ride shotgun and blow into this. We had another comic here one time that had that that sweat bracelet on while they were here. Yeah, and they had somebody that was following them around and making sure that they weren't drinking. And they were up on stage, and they had the fucking ankle bracelet up on stage. And I think it got fucked up or something happened and somebody had to come out and, and adjust it or fix it yes while they were here and so i was just like 
oh, that's a new one to well, me. It's a little <laughs> bit of a dangerous thing for a comic to have one of those on because here, yeah. if we're at normal capacity, our tables are right by the stage. They could, oh, yeah. they could spill the beer all over you and, and we were you're getting arrested. At yep. the time, we were. So I was like, <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> Yeah, because even the judge was like, well, you can't uh, be in bars. And I was like, well, then I can't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah, ended up just point. letting me do it. So, But, yeah, it was, it was like 20, 30 grand by the time I was done with the whole oh, thing. Shit. Like, they, they were not happy. <laughs> so... So it, it, did that lead to your sobriety? Is that what made yeah. you decide that that was you'd had enough spending that much money? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And I just hit rock bottom. I had so many crash cars, and so many times I'd gotten away, and so many bad stories that I just realized, like I needed to have that stuff attached to my body for my head to get clear and go like, oh wow, I'm a huge piece of shit. <laughs> like now I sell my mugshot and put it on stuff. From <laughs> but I look Puerto Rican for some reason, <laughs> and like. I'm all bloated and shit. And just, like I was turning yellow from liver failure. It was a pretty good day. Yeah, I bet it was a great day. <laughs> well, yeah, I was wondering what made you like stop because I'm three years sober now too. Good for and, you and uh, thanks. Um, like one, it just hit me one day. I'm like, I need to quit fucking drinking because it was either no drinks or all the drinks, and I'm blacking out. Yep. And a lot of the times, it was just mainly me blacking out and waking up the next morning to. Videos people took of me, uh, texts of what I did, and shame. Then yeah, shame. a lot of shame. <laughs> um, I think I pissed my pants a couple times at people's houses because I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. I'm like uh, whatever, and <laughs> piss my pants on the floor. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, Fuck Joe's couch. Yep. Yeah. Not my couch. So. Worst kid's birthday party. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I'm definitely intrigued. Like, what made other people like? Realize, yeah, this is enough. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, that's how, I mean, I'm the same way. I can't have a beer and go, oh, I'll just casually sip this. I'm yeah. just like, oh, this tastes like heaven and all my problems will stop. <laughs> and I just keep drinking until, fortunately, when I was a really bad drunk, I was young. I was in high school and I would shake if I didn't drink and it was pretty bad, but there weren't camera phones. There were just witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> so that was at least the good thing is everybody else was kind of fucked up. But I don't think if I ever saw a video of myself, I would be terrified. It wouldn't have gotten that high for the 13 cases. Oh, my God. I don't think so. I mean, we've all woken up with dicks on our face. I mean, the drawings. <laughs> Not just Sometimes next to some guy. Yeah. Like, what? Speak for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just bare cocks. <laughs> well, I got an embarrassing story about that. Um, so one time at a uh, Halloween party. I woke uh, up with $20. That's pretty uh, my buddy I came dressed as uh, Brett Favre because they came out like he was sending dick pics. So he was walking around in Brett Favre jersey with like a fake with dildo, the Wrangler with jeans. A dildo. Yeah, with the yeah. Wrangler jeans and a dildo hanging out. And I had passed out, and I just hear a sl- like I feel a slap. I'm like, what the fuck? And I wake up, and it's him slapping the dildo on my forehead. <laughs> I probably should stop drinking then, but no, I still kept going. <laughs> That's a minor thing. It wasn't a real yeah. dick. Brett Favre was probably thinking about stopping drinking because of the dick pics, but then when he saw that, he was like, I really should stop. How bad is it Brett Favre has to send a dick pic? It's like, I'm Brett Favre. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'll just send you my bank account picture. Why is he pursuing that chick? I mean, there's so many other chicks that would give anything to blow this dude. Right, like we are hunting down this one chick. We're like, hey, take a look at my dick. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. Very competitive. Yes, I think uh, it was partly because he was like, 40 some years old still trying to hang on and play and he's just like fuck it I'm going for it yeah <laughs> that's I'm, what he is yeah. that's what the kids are doing I'm, hang, I'm, I'm hanging the hog out of the Wranglers we're going yeah. for it yeah finds the one girl that's not interested yeah. and he's like well you probably want a picture of my dick <laughs> <laughs> yeah that solves every problem <laughs> uh, what's one of the craziest places you've done a comedy show like we talked to Big J last week and uh, obviously he got pulled off of a stage oh yeah uh, <laughs> So have you ever had anything crazy like that happen, or have you uh, done any like real crazy places? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I've done prisons. I've done rehabs. 
Um, prisons is one I've heard a few times on here, which is crazy to me. I guess I mean Johnny Cash used to play prisons, but I feel like that. That's yeah. I've I've only done uh, a couple, like a minimum security. I know people that have done like real, like uh, maximum security. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. He's a black dude. Tells a lot of stories. Was in prison. I think he Ali Sadiq or something. That, okay. that name sounds yeah. really familiar. Yeah. yeah, like I think his special was actually shot in a prison. Oh, if really? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I've only done like um, very minimum security and rehab because i'm in recovery um but yeah i've done oh my god i'm trying to think of the worst one like uh, there's so many biker <laughs> bars um the first time i ever did comedy was the first time i was like kind of attacked not really but <laughs> it was the first time i got a paid mc gig and i show up at a sports bar during the world series and i'm i'm hosting and the guy's like, all right, we're just going to shut the TVs off. And it's like the seventh inning. <laughs> I was like, you probably shouldn't do that. He's like, no, he's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, it's not fine. Like, they're all here to watch this. He's like, it's, I, they know it's comedy night. So as he's shutting off the TVs, everybody's booing. Mm. And he goes, all right, let's start the show. So I just walk up and I'm like, hey, everybody. And a bottle wings by my head <laughs> and just shatters on the wall behind me. And I go, good night, everybody. <laughs> and I walked up. And, said, and the guy's like, I'm going to pay you anyway. I didn't think that would happen. I was like, I told you that would happen. Yeah. Was it his first night working at a bar? <laughs> yeah, it's like you own a sports bar. Like You see people getting fights over nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and you're turning off the game. In the seventh came the to World watch. Series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those two dudes just fought because one looked at the other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. What? <laughs> he gave them a cross look, and now they're out in the fucking street. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I've gone. I've, I've done biker bars. I've done. Oh man, lots of stuff. Yeah, Mark that, Lenholm does a lot of prisons and rehabs and stuff like that because you know he's he's a rehab guy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. But so he does a lot of prisons, and I I don't think just some of the I think he's done some pretty dicey ones i believe <laughs> yeah there's a i did a i do a rehab in michigan the first time i went we did it in the chapel and then the second time i went we did it in the chapel but they put a tarp over christ <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? you shouldn't see this jesus yeah they're like, we're sorry but you had to be behind that it is weird doing your act when there is a giant jesus behind you i guess it's better for everybody yeah i'm sure <laughs> but you the way I look at it is those those <laughs> balances everything out. Yeah, it really does. It's like, well, he doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said he never swore. Yeah. It's on you guys. We're assuming that. Yeah, and the whole room. I love rehabs because no one's going to judge you. That's what I love. Like you, you want to be careful of some things you do. Like you don't want to talk about incest or rape because right. you know a lot of that's why they're there. You right. know. But other than that, it's like nobody's going to judge you on any kind of a joke when they've robbed their grandmother and, you know, for everything <laughs> they've had or fucking yeah. shot heroin. And, you know, it's like they just don't care. They just yeah. laugh at anything. <laughs> They're the best. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's no judgment. It's so nice yeah, to not and have sure judgment. For them, right. it's like a break of the, you know, it's, it's breaking up the monotony of being in rehab. It's, it's kind of like that little extra, you know, kind of motivation, I guess, or, you know, something fun to do instead of realizing, shit, I'm stuck in rehab. Yeah, so. it's all recovery all the time, and then you get yeah. somebody to come in and just, like, I'll do stories where I was drunk and talk about my arrests, and then they're cheering and happy. <laughs> and they'll they're give like, oh, you... he did the same shit I did. Yeah, he's like, yeah, oh, I'm not, and they've done so much worse a lot of the times, yeah. where it's like, they'll come up and tell their story, and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I lost this arm to heroin. I'm like, well, that's a shame. <laughs> 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 but it's also like we've always talked about on here is laughter is such a like healing. That's why we all like love comedy and everything. I'm sure too is it's such a healing like intoxicating thing that it does give them that break for a little while from the rehab or the heavy shit that has gone on in their life that they just get to watch you and laugh. So that's pretty fucking awesome that you guys, you and Mark Lundholm and handful of you other guys do that shit. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's nice to do and it's cool to do it like I'll do some theaters for like uh, rehab shows like conventions and yeah. uh, or you know groups or whatever and I can't say them but I'm sure you figured them out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just find that so weird. Don't say what the group is but try to invite people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when you get to the like that level and you see people have been recovered for like five, six, uh, it's it's a cool thing. Yeah. You know, to for just sure. see people who got their shit together. Mm -hmm. 
How many times you get like people coming out to show? Have you had a, a not how many times? But have you had an instance where like you did a rehab and then you did a show maybe somewhere closer to that and they came out to see you and they talked like afterwards? Like, have you ever had that experience? I have actually. I have. And one of the one of the coolest things ever was my buddy was in rehab. His brother just died of heroin uh, overdose, and he went to rehab because he was hooked on heroin as well. And he was detoxing, so he couldn't come to my show. And then I ended up doing a local recovery like show at like a kind of like a not a VFW hall, but something like that. I can't think of what it was, but it was my friend who I used to use with all the time. And it's like I look out and he's in the crowd and he was like six months sober. And it was just an amazing thing to see because like he couldn't see me that night, yet I knew he was there detoxing. And then, yeah, I've had people come out a couple years later or message me and go, hey, you said this thing on your show. And uh, that helped me get sober, which I'm always fucking shocked about. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad my pep talk that never worked for me. (laughs) You know, it worked for you. Yeah, it's crazy. Someone's listening. Yes, it was just nice, you know, because people just don't want to feel alone. Right. You know, that's one of the craziest things about this whole pandemic is we forced each other to feel like alone and afraid and like. It's the worst thing for people in recovery. That's yeah, why there's so many relapses. Uh, my right. sister, my sister's a heroin addict, and she relapsed pretty. Sorry hard. to hear that. Yeah, and and so she's, she just like, she was clean for a while. I mean, she's always struggled with it, but sure. like you know, it's one of those things that being in the pandemic and not having anybody, it's the easiest thing to go to is something that you're comfortable with, especially when you don't have anything to go to. Yeah, and so yeah, that. that it hit her pretty bad, so. Yeah, and when you have, like, Zoom meetings and stuff, like, I'll do those, and it's a good thing for recovery, but the second you turn off the camera, you're alone again. Right, yeah. Right? So unless you, ha- if, unless you have, like, this built-in support system and you're willing to call somebody instead of just fuck up, yeah, you know, it really is a, a recipe for disaster. And I feel bad for a lot of people who are trying to get sobered in this, like, pandemic. It's, yeah, it's, it's got to be, be tough, virtually yeah. impossible yeah. for well, a lot like of people. Like, the, the East Coast, I mean... I'm from Pennsylvania, so okay. I, I had to do it. Since when? He I, says this every, every episode. I say I multiple times that I say I'm from Detroit, I guess. <laughs> but, what, uh, what part of Pennsylvania? Harrisburg. Oh, are you really? Okay, I know Harrisburg well, actually. It's super easy to find out there. I mean, yeah. you have all the major cities. New York's four hours away. Yep. Philly's an hour and a half. Baltimore's an hour and a half. You know, you can get anything you want in Harrisburg. So it, it, the accessibility's there. You know, whereas well, it's here, a it's, stop on that Rust Belt thing all the way up to Chicago and into Minneapolis yep. where it comes in from New York. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I have to bring up that I'm from Pennsylvania every episode. Even not, not on the podcast either, just at work, something about Pennsylvania. Just text I mean, him. He's like something about Pennsylvania. He's got pride. I mean, you love, you love where you're it. from. Like you're from Detroit, and uh, we wanted to we wanted to ask you about the whole cancel culture stuff. How you feel about these uh, dumb young kids trying to cancel Eminem for one of his song lyrics? Like, <laughs> which is also how he got famous, ironically. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> was, was seriously poking the bear by doing songs about killing his mother, and yeah. Dre actually thought he was black. Because yeah. <laughs> he brought in him and Royce the Five Nine, and uh, right, that, hey, he thought yes. he thought he was Royce the Five Nine. He's like, wait, you're the you're you're white. <laughs> so he took that huge risk on him, and I think all of cancel culture is immense bullshit. Yeah. Well, Especially we were hoping you thought crazy. that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine as a comic? I'm like, I believe in it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we should get rid of this stuff. Yeah. I don't Even think it eliminates say half my material. Feel. That's what I don't understand. Like, why should if you want everybody to think the exact same? That is fascism. That is not a society. That is not free thought. That is the complete antithesis of comedy. Absolutely. Like like Jay was here last week, and like you talk about Shane Gillis, who's a friend of mine who got that was one of the starts where he got kicked off SNL because he said uh, gook or chink or something. And look, I just canceled myself twice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, on a podcast, and it was used in a way where he was making fun of white people by using the word, like it was right. taken completely out of context and lost this dream job because some dickhead failure who makes bird sounds couldn't stand the fact <laughs> that somebody else got something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of jealousy. Yeah, and then you see the Louis C.K. thing where it's like, okay, he jerked off in front of two people that said yes. What's the problem? Yeah. Right. Like, right. why would that, and then everybody hated him. I think if his shit landed today, it wouldn't even be an issue. Because everything snowballed into such craziness oh, where you yeah. have like, mm-hmm. you know, Chris D'Elia's kitty porn charges or whatever. And I don't know that guy, but, you know, it seems that a lot of people liked him. 
Right. And now he took 17-year-old photos or something and texted them across state lines. What? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know yeah, what I, his deal is. I think he's just yeah. famous and a sex addict. I mean, I don't want to defend it, but I think that's what it is. I think you go that far down the rabbit hole of people constantly hitting you up and throwing their pussy at you, you end up doing some dark shit. Well, well I think and, you mentioned yeah. that, too. Like on a, He came out and like uh, had a video and talked about, like, yeah, I'm a sex addict. Yeah, he and apologized, like, yeah. and then right away, someone, some more shit came out yeah. about him. And I watched the video, and I was like, okay, like I, I've seen him here, and he's one of the guys, and I don't care. Like I talk about how you treat me as a person. I treat everyone the same. Is uh, He was kind of – he wasn't a – openly a dick here but he didn't give a fuck about anyone here you tell that right. he's like you know and not talking bad about him but you could tell and he he definitely had a girl that was not underage she was looked of age over here waiting for him yeah and he talks about in that video about how he realized it's a problem because right when he would go to a place he would look to to have sex or to find someone to have sex with which watching that, I had seen it from behind the scenes, like kind of go on, you know, not knowing his whole deal and be like, you know, this guy's being kind of on, I believe him, I forgive the dude or whatever. And then immediately because that was posted on YouTube, somebody came out and was like, oh, he did this shit or whatever, which I don't know if that's true. And I'm, you know, if that's it is, why, like, I never sucks, know the pile you know? up anymore. Right. Because you know? so yeah. that's like, the problem. I don't know, you know, well, and the thing, too, is like, you know, you're getting all these pictures i mean i'm sure his inbox is just flooded with chicks and if you open one of those you're compliant even if you don't even know what it is don't know so it's crazy. never That's open crazy. a fucking picture you don't yeah. know how old they are you don't know who they are yep. but you're automatically implicated in whatever because you opened it That's well listen this is probably the wrong thing to say but i always thought like as a little kid like you get you want to be a rock star or you want to do that stuff and not i'm not saying to like rape or sexually assault anyone but to put yourself out there because girls kind of throw themselves at you to make it a little bit more accessible for you. Everyone's, well, yeah, there's everyone's a, different, you know, like, yeah, obviously you're married and stuff now, but like, I, I felt like that's one of the things like growing up or like looking at famous, like that's one of the reasons you would that's want one to of the be famous. Of like being that's famous. one of the You want to get I famous guess. and have chicks throw themselves at you. Yeah. Well, beat them off with so a stick. Look right. at Molly Crew. You know, Tommy Lee. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. just say. <laughs> right, he was right. swinging that hammer everywhere. Have you read Tommy, Tommy Land? I have not read it's it. It's written through the point of view of his dick. <laughs> oh, yes, I yeah, have yeah, heard yeah. I haven't I've read heard it, of it, but I haven't yeah, read it. That's awesome. I mean, songs like Girls, 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 for a long time, women oh, yeah. weren't treated so much as people as they were like a drug. Right. Because yeah. it's a dopamine release to fuck them, if you're just being honest. Right. Yeah. No, you're for right. guys. And it's like, we have a lot of maturing to do. I yes, get that. <laughs> but that's, that's the reality of it. And. And I'm not defending him. I mean, if he openly knew, fuck him. I right. hope he goes to jail. I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. fuck Because it. you need to control yourself, especially in, especially, I, I can't even imagine having to tolerate a teenage girl, let alone, I think it's just to me, but, <laughs> but with completely him, agree. you know, but if he didn't know and he's getting sent stuff and he's in addiction and he's getting all these dopamine releases and people are just sending shit to him, that's as much their parents' fault and their fault as it is his yep. fault. Yeah. yeah. I agree 100%. That's one of my thoughts through this whole thing that's been going on for, what, over a year, a couple years Oh, God, now. it's yeah. cancel culture, like yeah. four years, yeah, like five Three years to five years. Yeah. yeah. Is at some point, and obviously the people that shit's really happened to, like, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but at some point, like you were saying, like, the, the person on the other side of it has to take responsibility. Like, you knowingly slept with this celebrity if you're of age or whatever you knowingly did that and made that choice and now because like they don't want to date you or whatever like it was just this one night thing you're pissed and so they were an asshole to you and you're gonna bring all this shit up fucking three four years later that's fucked up to me is like they should take responsibility like you knew what the fuck you were doing right like you you thought it's like either you were gonna Fuck this guy so good that he would keep Fall you forever, in love with you. Yeah. or like, give you a bunch of money and you shit. You know what the fuck yeah. you were doing? Like at some point, like you made this decision. Like you need to be responsible for your fucking decision, also. Now, like if you were forced in that or whatever, obviously, like fuck that guy. But you know, that's that's been kind of my thought in this is that uh, you know that the other sometimes the other side needs to take responsibility too. And well, now think, this is my last podcast. <laughs> you just got canceled. Yeah, own yourself, you son of a bitch. Yeah. What's well, like there's this there's this big thing going around. Like I love TikTok for like the the weirdo videos that I find on there. Yeah. But there's this new push on there where uh this kid started this thing. He said his sexual orientation is going to be super straight because he was called transphobic for saying that he wouldn't sleep with a transgendered woman. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. And so he was like, well, that's not like, 
I want to sleep with a woman who was born a woman. So, yes. But then he's transphobic, according to cancer. Oh, culture. so he was attacked Jesus. because he said because that? Because he said that. So he said, I'm going to create my own sexuality, and it's going to be super straight. And what that means is I'm only going to sleep with women who are naturally born women. And now you can't attack me because now you're attacking my sexuality. The kid's beating them at their own <laughs> Good. game, and they nice. are fucking furious. Oh, I'm like, sure. He created a flag. It's like a uh, orange and black flag. Like he's got, he's, he's doing everything. He's like, we're gonna have our own pride march and like, <laughs> beat them at their own game. Like it, I don't care what you are, but don't hate me for what I am. And well, that's and exactly what they were doing. It, it was, it's awesome. And there's nothing wrong with the fact that you don't want to play make believe with somebody. <laughs> well, right. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the reality. It's like you. Have have a tucked in dick <laughs> like it's jammed in your body i realize that's but i i mean i'll talk about that on stage like we we uh the sexualizing of children is a huge fucking problem now oh yeah, oh, yeah. we oh, act like it's progress yes. that's utter bullshit and then you see like we were watching this one video on our show where this kid who came out as transgender when he was five because his uh mom has munchausen by proxy and his dad's a cuck so they, just, <laughs> so they just allow this kid to go into New York City and strip and like not strip but like dance on a strip club stage. Oh my God. And both the, Anthony and I at the five? time was five, five, five or six. What yeah, you can watch him fuck? like on. He's on one of the talk shows, Doctor Phil or whatever. One of those fucking, you know, ran by Satan himself shows. <laughs> and he comes out and he's like dancing and everybody's like, we're just so proud of you. And it's like, what, why are you doing this? So we're like, how long you think till he gets molested by somebody at one of those bars? <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> get a fucking, get an office pool going. Yeah, it's like your kid, I've always said this on my show, like if your kid is five and says he's Superman, you don't throw him off a roof. It's right. the same. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely if he, right. If he you're says right. he's a girl, you just go, no, you're not. You're supposed to guide them through life. That doesn't make you transphobic. That doesn't make you no, a bad person. That makes you a dad. Yes. That's all. And when they're old enough and they're going through puberty and they're past puberty, because that's a mess. Oh, yes. And later in life, if they go, you know, I'd feel more comfortable like this, go for it. But when you're talking about puberty blockers, saying that it's okay for five-year-olds, I mean, even newly born kids to get their genders changed, fuck you. Right. Like, I don't stand by it. And Not at all. People will say what I just said is hate speech, which is crazy because I'm a liberal. I've always been a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm only identified as being right now. Right. Because I don't fall in line with all this lockstep bullshit that is not helping our culture at all. Yeah. If you're not 100% on with them, then you're against them. 100. That's it, exactly it. it. It's, like, it's like, no, that. that's not the fucking case. I, I'm for you doing what you want to do. Right. But I don't have to fucking do it. No. And if yeah, I don't want to do it, I'm not yeah, terrible. Yeah, I don't agree, it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Like, yeah. I'm all about freedom. Like, we live in America. Like, if you do whatever the fuck you want over there, if you're not hurting anyone, I don't give a fuck what the fuck you're yeah. doing. But... I can disagree with you also and just not do it myself. My son has a friend. My son's in eighth grade, and he has a friend that uh, her sh she was a girl. Her name was Riley. Now her name is Gray, and she she goes by, like, a non-gender, which I've told my son, like, that's great. Like, I don't even know, like, when she comes over, like, what does – because I'm supposed to say they and this shit, and I'm like, I don't know about this shit. Yeah. But to me, it's crazy because, like you were saying, she's in eighth grade. If I think about when I was in eighth grade, I didn't know fucking shit. No. Like, well, I'm like, I was trying I was to see what I could stick my dick in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Like, there's no – Can it fit the shampoo bottle? How big of a hole right. can it go in? Gatorade bottle? And it's just right. crazy that her like, – you know, and I guess whatever her parents are more open than me, but like my, if my son was doing that, I wouldn't like discourage him from those thoughts, but I'd be like, look, dude, like there's a lot of shit going on right now. You're fucking in eighth grade, you know, like, uh, yeah, I let's was wait a little bit. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Let's, let's kind of wait this out. Like, like you don't need to go aggressive into the, the hormone blockers and all that shit. Cause that'll fuck a person up you for know? the rest of their life. Oh, you yeah. have, and then they'll be like, Oh yeah, I was, I, I don't feel like a girl anymore and I'm 20, but I already took all this shit when I was like yeah. 10 and now I'm fucked. Well, like, you, you hear about stories about that. Like people regretting that or wishing they had more of a, a say in the choice to do that kind of stuff. Well, we've yeah. had, uh, like I've met, uh, trans, uh, gender, um, I guess you call them porn stars who have been on like shows on my network and they've talked about the suicide issue and like the epidemic that comes with that because you change who you are and you go, Oh, I, this isn't the answer. Right. So now you, your dick's a vagina, sort of, 
Mm. Sort of. And you want to die. Right. <laughs> and that's the problem with a lot of our culture is even the phone. It's this instant gratification. So we're like, oh, if I just get this surgery, I'll be happy. Yeah. And that's utter bullshit. That's never going to happen. You're never going to be happy all the time. That's just that's a true. reality of life. Yes. Like, and we all try to reach for happiness, which is this. It's a fake goal. Like you should just settle for like trying to be your best, but you shouldn't always try to be happy. That's a, yeah. it's utter bullshit. Yeah, there's no way you can always be happy. I mean, no. shit happens in life, and people are affected by things that happen to them, and to think that you can be happy all the time, it's just, it's impossible. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh, you're so put together at your mom's funeral. How? Oh, I turned my dick into a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> answer to all life's problems. Yeah, who knew? I mean, that's all I had to do. Do you like my wig? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, like, I, I was on a conservative show. Now I'm on a conservative show. But it's only because I'm the moderate to left that will kind of argue with them a bit and, right. and talk to them. And, but a lot of my opinions now, are, they're looked at as hard right when it's not. It, to me, it's just how you should be a father, how you should be a man, how you should be a person. You're, like, your thoughts are just human thoughts. Like, yeah. the, you would think that most human, like, that's what... The whole left and right thing blows my mind because I believe shit on both sides. Like, mm -hmm. that are just, like, human being type things that, like, oh, I believe in this because I'm a human being and I care about other people. And that's crazy that you get put into this box, like, that you're well, a liberal guy, but now you're put into this box just because of your thoughts. Absolutely. You know? Well, we talk, I've talked about it before, but it, to me it's so weird that, like, I'd say probably 80% of people fall kind of in the middle. You know, you yep. think both sides have good ideas. There's things that you like about both. But you only hear about that twenty percent on each side. That's the the ten percent on each side. That's the fringe. That's like, you know, the crazy far left, the crazy far right, mm -hmm. and it's all or nothing with them. There is no in between, no middle ground. It's either all or nothing, and yep. that that to me is like insane to think that that's how anything can like nothing can work that way. And they're the loudest. And they're the loudest. Yeah, yeah. they're the ones well, who scream from the fucking. Well, yeah, they're sitting at home all day on the internet waiting to uh, bitch about a bit you did on stage. Well, and it's 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 interesting because we look at the look at the voting status. It's divided directly in half, and the the media is the enemy of the people. And the reason that is, depending on what channel you watch, that's the group that brainwashes you. Oh yeah. So when you actually look at the fact that the country is so fifty fifty, that's actually divide and conquer working perfectly. <laughs> like we're that's fighting true. amongst each other. That's like true. that's the crazy part. It's like you have to realize that if we don't start going, okay, maybe this guy doesn't want to wear a mask. Maybe this guy does. Maybe we don't have to say that this guy's killing grandmas like, right. you know, Cuomo actually does. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, maybe we don't have to attack this guy because he doesn't believe this shit anymore. Or maybe we don't have to attack this person because they want to be careful and they're germaphobic. Like, there's a way to live, you know, I was germaphobic before this. I always wipe down seats with alcohol pads. Now that people do it, I don't look like a psycho. So I'm fine <laughs> with it. But, you know, to, to put that judgment onto others, we've decided to lay it out where you attack each other over frivolous shit yep. and stuff that you don't even know is scientifically true. Yeah. And that's what's so terrifying because now we're arguing over gender and if a mask that you touch 4,000 times is beneficial to everyone <laughs> around you. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I loved when uh, when all this happened, all the uh, Facebook doctors that showed up on my feed. Oh, it's amazing, right? <laughs> everybody has their medical degree, and everybody, yep, everybody knows everything. Know, everybody knows nowadays. They, yeah. they read I, one article that's geared towards them from some bullshit news or something that they that they follow, and that's that's law, that's fact, that's what you go off of. Right, not like, even that. Sometimes it's a Facebook post. Yes. Like, oh, I read this thing. Oh, you, you did? You read yeah. this five little line meme that somebody made up, and you're going with that? Okay. Well, for me, because I'm crazy when I see something and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is interesting. Then I fucking literally will go and Google like He goes that. on deep dives. Yeah, and like try to find like a bunch of different articles to see if this is actually, and it doesn't matter if CNN posted it or the New York Post or the Washington Post or whoever. I do that for every article just to like see like how many opinions are on this or is this fact or whatever, which sucks because you can't just like read the paper and believe it anymore. <laughs> no, there's always something that will side with you. That's the truth. Right. You can find any information. You'd be like, well, this thing says, and it's like, but you're not, like you said, you're not a doc. You know, you have never seen at the end of a Facebook uh, argument, like a thread. I've never seen somebody go, you're right. 
<laughs> just think about how empty that is the next time you engage somebody on changing their beliefs with no ability to use nuance, sarcasm, tone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the things that you need for a debate. To, yeah. to, to make someone go to see your side of things. Right, yeah. All the all the tools of the trade for, yeah. for talking to another human being, you don't get those. You don't get those. Yeah. <laughs> it's an incredible time. And that's why people just, if they really stop just hating each other, which is the craziest thing to say because that's the most hippie thing. Yeah, but it's like, crazy. just stop treating each other like shit. That's all you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's that's so it. simple. Yeah. Just If you're nice to somebody, chances are they'll be nice to somebody else. Chances are they'll be nice to somebody. It's not that crazy of a theory. It works. It's a domino effect. Yeah. If you treat somebody like shit, they're going to have a shitty day. They're going right. to treat somebody else like shit. Yep. It's a domino effect. Yep. Just try to be nice to everyone. Yeah. Your uh, your co-host on your show, he's gotten canceled a few times, hasn't Anthony? he? Anthony? Yeah. Well, I'm off Anthony's show now. I'm, yeah. I'm doing Louder with Crowder now. I just oh, started gotcha. that. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just um, I was on Anthony's show, and he's a polarizing figure as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Anthony's been canceled. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was attacked in Times Square in 2014 because uh, he was taking pictures of a stripper. And uh, not of a stripper. He's taking pictures of Times Square, and a stripper walked by. He's like, don't take pictures of me. He's like, I'm not. I'm taking pictures of Times Square. She goes, you're not allowed to do that. He goes, I assure you you are. It's the most photographed place. (laughs) 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 So she attacked him, and he called her an animal online, which immediately was transferred into race, which is not. It might have been. You know, maybe it was how he meant it. But (laughs) he didn't say the N-word. You know what I mean? He didn't say anything horrible. Like, but he lost his job at SiriusXM. Yeah. So that was the first time he was canceled, and then he started his own show. And, yeah, people have come after me and everything, but I defend Anthony. I mean, Anthony is one of the nicest, funniest people to ever live, and he was pissed off. So he reacted like right. a human did right. in a moment where everybody's a little bit racist. Let's grow up. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's a little prejudiced. Everybody's a little weary of other people. Everybody's a little aphobic, if you want to call it that. So he just doesn't lie about it. Right. That's the difference. And that's what I find authentic about him is, and he's not a hateful guy. That's the, that's the crazy part. You know, he's really not. But yeah, every, anytime he said anything real bad, you will see articles because this is going to sound terrible. The Proud Boys <laughs> <laughs> started at that network. It was long before I got there, but Gavin McGinnis had a show. And there oh, was, no shit. Yeah. And noticed. there was a kid who used to sing, I'm proud of your boy named Ratface. So they decided they would start a gang called the Crowd Boys, Proud Boys, where they jumped you in by beating you up while you had to name 10 cereals. <laughs> so it was a complete it was a complete joke. Right. right? They didn't right. mean anything by it. So these guys start wearing these certain polo shirts and calling themselves the Proud Boys. But it's all races. If you've seen it, it's not a white supremacy thing. And uh, somehow over the time. <laughs> That has become like the new clan. Oh, for sure. So every now and then you'll see Anthony mention an article and then it'll be like with Dave Landau and I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, weren't weren't they designated a terrorist organization? They certainly were. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. recently they were. Yeah, so it's like I I never knew anything about it. You'd like find out when you're working there and you're like, oh, (laughs) son of a bitch. Well, (laughs) Well, this is great to be attached to. Yeah, (laughs) good. I'm from Detroit. People love that. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's a weird thing. But he's been canceled. I mean, he's lost every Twitter account he's had, except for the last one. So I won't say what it is. But <laughs> yeah, now. he's been canceled right and left. But then he's also watched a lot of his friends get canceled right and left right. or attempt to be canceled right and left. You know. Well, him and Patrice O'Neill did one of the funniest bits when he was on Opie and Anthony, where. Anthony dressed up like a Nazi and went down, and then Patrice, and they both tried to hail a cab, and And the cab was stopping for Anthony Anthony dressed in full Nazi gear, like with a helmet, and like he had the full helmet on, swastikas. That's awesome. And the best is hearing Patrice berate the cab driver that they're stopping for the Nazi and not the black guy. It was it was it was N word versus Nazi. Yes, it was. And Patrice was on one side, and Anthony was on the other side, and they would just pull over, and Anthony's just getting in the cab every time, every one hundred percent of the time. Wow, which is which is the greatest way to prove that there's racism. Exactly. Yeah. So for somebody who attacks Anthony, it's like, oh, you're a piece of shit. It's like, right. why? He just proved, he just proved it. He just, <laughs> he's on your side doing the funniest thing imaginable. 
in considerably the most liberal city in the United States. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. That's awesome. yeah, the only weird thing you can see in New York would be a Nazi at this point. Every, <laughs> everything else you just see every day. You're like, oh, there's a there's an eight foot man in a skew woman wig vomiting on the front of Starbucks. <laughs> but would a Nazi really be that out of place in New York? I don't I don't know now. <laughs> I mean, I, it's the worst city. <laughs> it used to be so great. It's such a piece of shit now. Yeah, but I really don't hear of you guys moving out of the city where all the LA comics seem to be leaving. Oh they- no, he um, well, he's moving to South Carolina. That's why I took the job oh, with Crowder because gotcha. I was I started going to do louder with Crowder because uh, he was friends with Anthony and oh, okay. um. After a little while, like the, I mean, right now people think we had this falling out, which we didn't, but mm-hmm. um, he just decided he was going to go to South Carolina of, uh, w- once he sells his house. I don't want to go to South Carolina. I didn't know the opportunity would come back, you know, so right, I took right. the opportunity while I could. And uh, it sucks because I love doing radio with Anthony. I really do. Yeah. He's one of the funniest people ever. So it's kind of a bummer, but yeah, people are leaving the city now. Anthony's one of them. I'm getting out of there. I, and I lived in Harlem. So Harlem, when I moved in, was gentrified. Harlem is now Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> back to the good back. old days. Yeah, I have people who drop me off there just like, can I just slow down? <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to go to the barbershop there many times just for the conversation, right. but like my hair gets so fucked up. <laughs> I used to go to, I used to, go to a, a barbershop that was predominantly black, and every time I left, I looked Puerto Rican because yeah. of the way they cut my hair. <laughs> Every single time. They do like the line the, razor thing yep. on your sideburns and you're like, you just want to be like, I'm not, I'm not Dominican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, would, they would line up everything, like all the way up they, and they'd pull out their pencil and draw the line to make sure yeah. it was right. I mean, it was crazy. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, when he pulls out a razor, I'm like, you really don't have to be that specific. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just a number two at Great Clips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, I mean, and but what I get what Davis is saying too. Like, you don't hear about like a lot of the mass exodus from New York. I mean, no. I know it's happening. Big J, when he was here, told us that he's looking at getting out of the city now, and like you hear about people doing it uh, here and there, but like in New York, it's a lot, or in uh, LA, it's a lot of people. And I'm guessing probably you because of like their taxes and shit like that. You know, oh they're, yeah, they're still pretty much completely shut down, you know. But well, like you have a kid, you probably don't want to raise your kid in a city where fucking no, dudes my, are f- sucking dick on the No, <laughs> no. Well, that was the Kids idea. When I, yeah, when I first took the job, it was like, oh, I'll go out there for a few months, see how it is, then everybody will come out. Right. But I've kept my house in Detroit. I put my son into a private school because oh, nice. there's no reason to move them out. Right, yeah. Like, the longer I lived there, shit started falling apart. And it happened gotcha. in New York first, and I saw it kind of spread. Like, both the coasts are a real fucking problem. Yeah. Right. Right. And like comedy's dead, uh, which I think it'll come back now, but comedy's dead in those cities. Uh, it's all gossipy, battling with each other, woke versus people like Jay. There's like the Legion of Skanks, and then there's, you know, the Brooklyn open micers who don't actually work the road, who want them canceled. Yeah. And it's <laughs> all this drama that I could care less to ever be a part of. Right. And I think Jay's like that too. He just happens to be on the show that people attack. Pretty regularly. Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and I've done Legion many times, and I'm friends with Lewis as well and Dave Smith, and I, they're just funny guys doing comedy. Like, they're not doing anything. Like, it, only in, in this time could a Jewish guy, a Puerto Rican... And Dave Smith be called a racist. <laughs> it's like, yes, they do say shit you're not supposed to. It's comedy. Yeah. Right. That's what they're doing. It's it, the entertainment. They're saying that shit because you're not supposed to. Right. The idea that you have to agree with every comic, I don't know when that started, but it should stop immediately. You yeah. don't have to agree with somebody to find them funny. Well, working yeah. in the club, obviously, we have our favorites. We have people that we love to see come in every time. And there's other people that you see them once and you find the stuff that's funny in their bit. But, you know, comedy is different. Every comedian's approach or approach, every comedian's setup, everything is different. So you don't have to like everything about the comedian that you're seeing. Like, it's just Absolutely. you don't have to. Like, you know, you like the comedy that you like, and then the other comedy is still allowed to exist. Right. You know, yeah. it's, they're, they're allowed to be funny. Well, and I've said but, it before in here is we've had people come out here that get pissed off about who they're seeing, about the yeah. content. And I always get mad as, like, I get, like, just coming to something and you don't know what's going on. But, like, if you're a person that's going to get pissed, you should probably watch YouTube 
maybe <laughs> a little bit and know what you're going to fucking see. Like that always like pisses me off when people are like, this is bullshit. I can't believe you guys would have this person in here. And, and I'm like, do you know like who you were going to see? And they're always like, no, I just came to a show. And right. Like, you can do you that. You can't now. get mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's that old cliche though, where it's like, you don't just show up to watch music, you know? And it's right. a cliche yeah. at this point. Cause you have to say it 5,000 times <laughs> <laughs> to explain it to somebody. Like you don't show up for fucking Metallica and be like, why is there just some guy doing and disco. Right, right. <laughs> Why are they so loud? <laughs> what is Earth, Wind, and Fire? This sucks. You're like, no, well, you, you shouldn't just buy a ticket that's blank, you dumb motherfucker. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. Just look on YouTube because I've had people who have been offended by what I've said, and it's like, well, you can seriously Google. Yeah. 80 <laughs> videos and then another 40 made by people that hate me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 2021. Don't worry. Yeah. You're not alone in hating me. Yeah. It's, it's not fun. like 1980 where you could see a comic on TV, maybe in a special, and yeah. that was it. Right. And it's like, I have no, right. you know, now you can you could go watch some guy's entire set and then go see him and then watch that exact same set. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you have to keep up with it, and it's hard. That's why I'm like, I just mix it up. I'm like, because if people want to hear some of the old stuff for news, I got to throw something, you know. And uh, But, yeah, with that, it's like there were three channels, and you did Carson, and you got, like, 11 minutes, and the next day you were a superstar. Yeah. Right. That doesn't exist. Yeah. I have a question for you, Dave. <clears throat> yes. So I love when you're up on stage, I love your, your cadence and the way that you, you tell your jokes with the timing and, and, and sometimes you. with your pause and then you, you throw one in there and then you're like, no, it's not that. And then you throw another one in there. It's just as hilarious. And you never you know, know where you're you going. Throw a third one my in wife there. Like, said she saw you the first time the other night. Sorry, Vinny. Uh, yeah. they, oh, that's awesome. Like she thinks you're going one place and you go the other way all yeah. the time. Oh, that's awesome. So Thank did you. you, did you, how did you come up with that? Did, was that a lot of open mics or was that just trying it here and there? And did it, come quickly or how long did it take you to come up with you know your i hate to use the word but your style honestly just i liked the idea of dark misdirection which i always found comedy to be the best like i when i grew up i liked uh, a lot of different stand-up but i really liked uh, eddie murphy who didn't do that oddly enough his was just very much like this is my life and simple but then i love the complicated style of like a stephen wright or somebody who would just take you one way and just completely throw it off and then once i discovered like blanche knots truly tasteless jokes and like some darker like i'm reading dead baby jokes and shit like that <laughs> and i'm in seventh grade and i'm pissing myself just laughing <laughs> at like what's blue and quiet sits in the corner a baby in a garbage bag and my friends are just fucking dying i always love the idea that like this very simple innocent thing can be taken to such a revolting place and not that it, not that I should say it's revolting, but it's like just to kind of like wherever you can take them where they don't see. I've always loved that about yeah. comedy. So that's like personally, that's how my brain always works and what my brain liked. So I think it was just a matter of finding my voice uh, to be able to to create who I really was. Gotcha. Yeah, because you know you you are one of those comics that I can sit and watch every show I work, no matter how many it is, I can sit in here and watch your entire set every time. Thank you, man. And whether it's the same set or it's a different or like I think even because I was worked last night and there was a little bit of differences I noticed between the first and second show. Yeah, I try to switch it up a little. But even if they had been the same, I could still sit there and listen and and laugh my ass off the entire show. Thank you. And so I, I was always curious on you know because everybody has their own different you know, way they tell stories and cause I mean the, the stuff that you say, you know, if you went up there and you, someone could go up there and say the exact same material and just say it like, you know, just yeah, you want to tell the story personally, but yeah. it's not going to have the same punch that. Right. No, it's, it's got to be personal to you. And like the stories I tell that are very real, like the werewolf story and the hitting a kid <laughs> with a brick and like that sort of thing. <laughs> Those are real, but the whole thing I have is as misdirected jokes. Oh, yeah. So you stay with me the whole time. Because it's like, I'm going to give you like a six minute story, but I want you to feel like it's not. Yeah. Hanging on your every word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I never realized that until you said that. Because sometimes when comics will get up there and they'll tell those long stories, it will, they'll kind of lose part of the crowd or some of the crowd. But, you know, people went with you every step of the way because you took that turn and then they weren't expecting that. And then they're like, oh shit. And then when you came 
back and then you took another turn and then you know you kept them with you the entire time yeah it's like when i talk about penis master and and that thing and then drugging our principal like i recently started throwing that in because i I just wanted like how do i fit this in well i could just talk about how much he hated the design we drugged him so (laughs) it was about and again it's pot brownies we didn't like rape them or anything (laughs) clarify for the listeners we just yeah we couldn't we couldn't tell a, a principal that there was Hot and brownies. <laughs> That's all it comes down to. Right. So we had to let him eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when you know you're you're 16, 17. You're allowed to make mistakes, or at least you used to be. Well, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if you are allowed anymore. Yeah, I don't know. They're pretty weird about it now. You used to be able <laughs> no. to fight in school, fist fight in school and stuff. Can't do that. Well, in some areas, if you give the uh, principal a uh, pop brownie, they're like, oh, cool, thanks. And then you get, you know, get an A. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great for sharing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we used to get suspended on purpose. Like my friend Sean and I, right before, like we do like a week before Christmas break, we'd be like, all right, let's go by this guy's uh, room who thinks he's a ninja. And we would just start to do karate and stuff. So we would go in there. We would just start fighting and slamming each other against the lockers. And then he'd run out and like grab us like a ninja, like just grab our necks and then bring us down to the principal's office. And all we had to do was tell our parents like we're best friends. We were joking. Yeah. And they were, they'd always be like, "Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. You can you can go out. It's fine." <laughs> did it every year. Nice. Great if you're listening, Mr. Borgia, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, one question real quick. Uh, it's a two-parter for Dave. Yes. Um, oh, shit. Have you seen that meme where the uh, white girl's on the couch and the four black guys are around her, around her, and two, do you feel like that right now with us surrounding <laughs> you? The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I haven't seen it, uh, so I'm alarmed. Uh, Basically, it's a porn meme. How does it end? These mics aren't even on. <laughs> it's like the pre-show shot of a fucking porno where this white chick is sitting on a couch and there's four black dudes standing behind her. Oh, no. You know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Well, she's going to be sticky. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't feel like I'm going to get uh, fucked. I hope. That was, that was a little I mean, Vinny there. did show up with these uh, pretty big pepperoni rolls. I know, I was going to say. It's like, what happened? I didn't like my politics. They, uh, they made me deep throat a pepperoni roll. And then they fucked me with it like I was Dahmer in a broomstick. <laughs> But check no. out the podcast. <laughs> yes, please tune in. <laughs> no, I think when you talk to most people, you're going to find, like, I'm just going to be honest. And it's like, I think you're going to find that most people have common ground. It's like he was saying with the, you know, the 20% versus the 80%. Right. You're going to find most people are like, no, I agree with you. I'm just afraid to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it's not hateful. Like, everybody's been labeled as if you think this way, it's hate. You're hate yeah. But now you're lying about how you think, which means you can't develop out of that. Right. When it's this weird shift as a as a country, not to get like crazy political, but like this weird shift we've done as a country, where like before Obama was you know up for election, nobody talked about who they voted for ever. Ever. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, then that's true. People no had to did. come out to say that they did or didn't vote for Obama, and that carried over into Trump, and now it's carried over into Biden, and it's made it more divisive now than it ever was. I mean, nobody cared who you voted for before. It was like one of those taboo things. You don't talk about politics, religion. You know, those are things you just don't talk about. No, everybody talks about their politics. Everybody has to know, like, who did you vote for? Why? You know, are you racist? Are you, oh, you're racist now because you voted for him. Right. Or you're not racist because you voted for It's It's so ridiculous. It's <laughs> the same as religion. If your religion falls under Baptist or Christian or Catholic or whatever it might be, Catholic is what I was raised. I mean, they... They have some things to apologize for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, with all that stuff, you can attack any religion that's acceptable in America 50 years ago. But now you can't attack other religions that you should be able to say, I don't agree with that. If you're like, look, like, I don't think, think Muslims should have child brides. And then you're like, it's not all Muslims, you piece of shit. You're like, well, no, but not all priests fuck kids. I also think the church should be defunded. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It's not like right. that's, yeah. it's not like the, you go into Best Buy and they're like, well, only five members of our staff fuck kids. <laughs> that's why we're going out of business. <laughs> It's like Subway didn't close, you know, like yeah. after Jared was deep. True. Like it's, 
it's just absurd. But if you say anything about something that you might find to be distasteful in a religion that's not either white or black based, yeah, then it's a huge fucking problem in this country because it's very easy to label the whites and the blacks as the bigots and the, because they've been here the longest. As far sense. as English and, uh, you know, slaves go. Not actually as far as fucking <laughs> Irish, Italian, German. You know, yeah, I'm Irish, right. Italian. My ancestors were treated like garbage. So the <laughs> idea that we owned anything except for fucking shovels and tears <laughs> is, is absurd. Like when I just hear like. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Think about it. No, they got here in like 1950. They I'm were like, treated I don't. like shit for yeah. years. Dude, there's so many. It's like no Irish, no, no yeah. Italians, no blacks. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden we, be, we became color coded in the last five yep. years. Yeah. This is true. And that's another completely ignorant jackass thing because you're like, well, you shouldn't appropriate culture. It's a melting pot called America. Isn't that why people came here? Yeah, right? you're yeah. supposed to appropriate and respect each other for their cultures. That's yes. the fuck. It's like you can't be white and open a taco stand. Why? Yeah. It's the melting pot, right? That's right. what it's been called. That's what I grew up with it being called. That's my idea of America is people came here. Because people over in Europe were fucking being assholes like right. we are now. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. we fucking came over here to be like, we want to do our own thing. And it was a bunch of different people. Uh, some were forced. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're supposed to be here with our different ideas, fucking sharing them, disagreeing, but living respectfully with each other, which we can't seem to do now anymore. Yeah. No, and there's always going to be people tend to forget that... Um, you had to sit on the back of the bus being a black person. You had to, you know, this right. wasn't that long ago. Not long ago this at all. This is like our grandparents. Yeah, there's still yeah. people yeah. alive that had to do that. Yeah, absolutely. My grandma still will call people black. She'll call them, she'll say, like, I met this, like, very lovely colored lady. Yeah, like, or to her, that was here, her, yeah. her vernacular. That's how she grew up speaking. She's not racist. Jesus, but that's I thought just you were going to say something else. I know, me too. I'm like, where are we going, Scott? <laughs> I did that on purpose. But, you know, that's, just, that's how she grew up. That's how she talks. That's, she doesn't mean anything by it, but, yeah, it's... it's. But at the time, think how proper that was. Yeah. That was progressive. Right. Right. So that's what she stuck with was that level of progress. And now it's a very strange thing because we, we don't value that. And I understand that there's going to be a lot of issues in this country. It has a lot to do with race, wealth, everything. But the idea that we've just ran out of patience and it's like, oh, are the races getting along? And it's like, no, not really. Well, you know what else isn't going to get along? I'm inventing 72 genders. And now you, now you can be a phobic of things that aren't even real. And like and you're just tossing all this shit on it. And it's like, we haven't even conquered white versus black. And you're fucking doing It's insane. Yeah. So it's like, slow the fuck down. We're not that evolved. Just because we have, <laughs> right. just because smartphones can give you all the information doesn't make you smart. No, there, yeah. there's a lot of dumb people. Yeah. <laughs> it was designed by the smartest people for the dumbest motherfuckers to use <laughs> yeah, it. <that's> <laughs> all right. Well, with that being said, we don't want to hold you any longer. We're already at an hour, and we know you've got a flight to catch to get out of town. Yes. So I want to thank you again for coming on and doing the show with us. Thank you. Last having Thanks you a lot, weekend. man. My pleasure. Thank you guys for having yeah. me. The shows were glad the you shows could make awesome it. Awesome this weekend. Thank you, man. And uh, you're on louder with Crowder. So now I am. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everybody needs to check that out. Where do you find that at? Um, it's every morning on YouTube at uh, 10 a.m. on his channel. Okay. He's got like 5.2 million subs, which is pretty cool. Nice. And then um, on then it goes to the Blaze, which is um, I think like a Blaze TV. Kind of like a subscription service. Okay. But uh, yeah, that. And then also my old show used to be on Compound Media, which is a great network. Uh, the Anthony Cumia Show. Check that out. There's also tons of YouTube clips of me and Anthony um, just having conversations like this and trying to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, <that's laughs> and getting hated for be. it. I mean, and yeah. being hated for it. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> then you have, you're have you on Twitter too, right? Yes, sir. At uh, Landau Dave um, is my handle because Dave Landau was taken when I decided to join Twitter late in the game, yeah. which I don't regret. <laughs> <laughs> what a shitbag fucking company. Yeah. I, I hope all everything ends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm not there quite yet, but I'm almost there. It's so bad now, man. Yeah. yeah. I just that joined uh, Instagram when we started this podcast, never been on there. And now I just go on there and hit the search thing to see what like our algorithm is. And mm -hmm. it's usually, it'll be 
like uh, a comedian um, with a video, and then it'll be like 37 pictures of chicks like showing their nipples through their shirts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is what Instagram, what I've been missing no, on Instagram. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Nothing yeah, it's, cool. It is amazing how we're supposed to be progressive and went from Rosie the Riveter to you just soaking wet with your tits out. <laughs> and, I, and I found me. out, I didn't know that it's not like Twitter that you can just like fuck someone on there or whatever and post it. <laughs> yeah. That uh, on Instagram, they do it with their shirts on showing their nipples because they can't show a bare breast. So that's right. their way around it is yep. to soak their shirts up. Yeah. So, <laughs> congratulations, Same as ladies. how every woman's on OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we can't make as much money because it's, well, you could do something else. <laughs> yeah. Not that I mind. I mean, go for it. It's a competitive market for your asses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, uh, check us out on social media, guys. Uh, DoorGuysPod at Yahoo.com is our email. We're on all the social medias, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, taking us out. I have the song that you had me play for you this weekend. Uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> love to come up on stage, yeah. So yeah. thank I you guys for coming song. out. Love you guys, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.